0: greetings friends pastor josh here for another episode of the ascending life podcast i'm so glad you're joining us from wherever you are at this is going to be a great uh episode i am so excited to be able to have the chance to interview someone that i have respected and learned from and grown with for so long never personally but because of all of the work he's done theologically and many of you know him for his expertise in bible prophecy that's right. We have Don Stewart with us today, and I was able to sit down with Don and talk about the uh, some of the events going on in our world today, how they relate to us biblically and prophetically, as well as a myriad of other issues that we gotta just talk uh, talk about at random. So I know you guys are gonna enjoy this. Uh, Don is is and has been just a great teacher of of God's word for years now to the church. In fact, you need to check out his website at educatingourworld.com. Let me make sure I got that right. It's educatingourworld.com, educatingourworld.com. You can also find all his stuff on Blue Letter Bible. So without further ado, let's get right to this interview I got to have with Don Stewart. Well, Don Stewart, I'm so glad to have you on with us today. Um, we're, just, we're just really excited to have a discussion. And I'm kind of in, uh, I'm a little starstruck, to be honest with you. I remember the first time I got to meet you. Um, what impressed me the most is, is not so much that God has given you this incredibly brilliant mind that I learned so much from every time I listen or read something you put together, but was your kindness and humility. And I just really appreciate that about you. And I just want to thank you for being on with us today.
1: Oh, Josh, you're too kind. Well, no, you are such a blessing uh, when I got to know you a little bit out here to Southern California, and I know the people in Missouri are getting hugely blessed by you, and I'm glad to be able to do this, yeah. and anytime you want me, anytime you can, uh, you know, find the time to have me, I'm, I'm more than available, so just know that yeah, for any future awesome. awesome. thing. That's awesome.
0: I really appreciate it. Well, I'm going to get right into it. Um, you know, I know that you've been out uh, speaking a lot, you've been, you've been interviewing a lot, you um, specifically, maybe because you, you have really have this field of expertise in the area of biblical prophecy. I mean, I think I think as looking at your website, reading your stuff on Blue Letter Bible, you've done theological work in pretty much every field of the Bible. But I have noticed, uh, and, and I don't know, maybe give, give me your insight here, kind of an uptick, especially as we see things progressing so rapidly in our society, in our culture, in our country, and in our world, that there's a there seems to be this void of truth that people are 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 kind of flocking to, to say what does God have to say about this and is there some truth in the Bible that that helps bring light to some of these things going on um, prophetically, uh, in regards to the last days, the the future coming of Christ. I know that we just studied finished a study in Second Thessalonians here at the church, and uh, I, I I just couldn't believe the amount of hunger and questions and engagement. That was happening as we were discussing some of these elements and topics about what does it mean to be a Christian, living um, as we approach even sooner and sooner the return of Christ for His church. Uh, what have you been seeing out there in regards to the hunger in this in this world, or even in our own society? What God's doing in the church in awakening people to what's going on in prophecy?
1: A uh, great question, Josh, and what your church is experiencing, we find everywhere, wherever I go. Now I. I've been speaking every Sunday or at least one midweek message since May. I haven't had a week that i missed. And almost every place I go, they ask me to speak on the subject, Bible prophecy. Now, if they don't, I have other subjects I speak on. Yeah. But everybody wants to know what's going on because the world is in such a time of confusion right now, darkness. And the point we... Uh, emphasizes what jesus said you know at the time of the end there'll be a lot of things going on including including persecution both christians and jews which we see but the stage is being set for the lord to come back the second time Mm -hmm. and people know something's happening but they're not quite sure what And I'm not quite sure where to find it. So we tell them, look, in Daniel 12, 9 and 10, Daniel was told that at the time of the end, the wise will understand what's happening, the wicked will never understand. But it'll only be at the time of the end that people understand. And that's why it's all really making sense now, Josh, big time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And on that topic, uh, let's go ahead and start there. I've got a number of questions that have come in um, on the series I've been doing. But in, in this last day's discussion, I think people are are starting to, um, uh, ever, ever, at least from my perception, all the things they were they've been trusting in in this world, even even Christians who are following Jesus, who maybe have security in in, in something, uh, maybe in the nation or in their bank account or in their job, um, all of a sudden there seems to be this great shaking going on, where ever all the moorings are coming loose, so to speak, of what people have really trusted in, and there's a lot of shifting ground out there. People are asking, well, what's what is really going on? And in the scope of let's talk about what's happening in this nation. When I look at the past year and a half, um, when when COVID hit, uh, outside of what 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 anyone thinks about the reality of the of the virus itself and the disease, I personally have sense that there are are true demonic spiritual battles and forces at work behind what I see as some of the outcomes of. Of what's happened, you know, there's there's division in the church. Some I think some of that's very good. I think God's doing some things, but there's also uh, I feel like this real demonic uprising um, within our within our own country. Uh, Does do you see any correlation between the the events of COVID that have taken place, the the attack on the church, the various things uh, in relationship to? the days that we live in. I know historically, the church has gone through all sorts of crazy things um, historically, but how does how does what we're facing today really fit into the prophetic picture?
1: Yeah, 1,000%, well, I agree. First of all, the COVID uh, problem that we all have is based upon a bioweapon that was developed in a lab in Wuhan, China, probably in 2019, September, so when they wow. first released it. I've been following this since basically the beginning of January 2020. Used to have a program on his channel five days a week called Breaking News. We follow this whole thing. And uh, it's been used, you know, to set, basically to lock down, shut down the entire world, which sets the stage for the time of the end, when we're told, um, basically, Revelation 13, this two individuals control the buying and selling of the entire world. In the book of Revelation, we have a Western Europe uh, group of 10 nations that are together, led by this final antichrist. So Josh, what I see is the stage hugely being set for this and so many things. And if you think about it for America, for example, a year ago, we were a superpower, we respected, looked at with great, you know, esteem as far as the world's concerned. Now we're a laughing stock, no one trusts us anymore. We've got China uh, now taking the place of the US in many instances. India, which was one of our friends is now looking uh, to help from China against Pakistan. You've got, uh, you know, things like, uh, uh, you know, Russia now, uh, working with the Saudis, where the Saudis were our friend. In other words, people are turning their back on America, which again is one of the emphasis in the last days Bible prophecy. And that is the idea that uh, in the last days, that, uh, you know, the US is not a player. By the way, I didn't mean, I meant Iran and India, not China and India. It's got gotcha, uh, China yeah. Problem at the borders there, it's Iran and India there. But the point is, it, it, what we're seeing is just the U.S. is being abandoned. India is, you know, it's not not trusting us now. Uh, we've mm-hmm. got other countries not trusting us. Uh, Taiwan is a big thing. Hong Kong, of course, and so this is a huge thing because first and foremost, last year at this time, there's a lot of things that couldn't happen with respect to last day's Bible prophecy because the lack of a superpower of the in the world is what the Bible assumes. We we had a superpower last year. That's us. We don't know. And so that's that's the first and foremost thing I think is, is kind of the big picture.
0: Yeah. So let me, let me trail off that for a minute. I mean, um, and I know that we, we, we can speculate here a little bit, but in regards to America's role, I mean, I I'm interested in your personal opinion. I know that, uh, we really have trouble placing, um, A world superpower like America in the biblical prophetic timeline uh, within Scripture, you know, when we look at Ezekiel 38 and 39, we see um, a lot of things, a lot of nations at play in some of those in some of those battles. Um, Where do you see? I mean, do you think there's hope for us to turn around in regards to being uh, a part, a, a player in the part? Of, of prophetic events? Do you think we're going to continue to decline in our influence uh, throughout the world? Do you have an opinion as to where our country's headed and, and if there's anything we can do about it or should be doing about it?
1: Yeah, I sure do. Galatians 4.16, let me give this as <laughs> says, have I become your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. No, I think we have Eric, my, my personal opinion, I think we're gone, we're done. I think that's, America has, with what we have right now with leadership or lack of in this country with Congress, with the executive branch, what's happened in just the eight, nine months so far. It, so it's so rapid. Yeah, it's so so quickly, the destruction of the country from inside. You know, like there is a uh, French newspaper, Le Monde about a month ago after the Afghanistan problem, they did a series of articles comparing the US to Rome, how both fell from the inside and that, and that's what we're seeing. Uh, no. Yeah. Foreign nation's going to beat us, uh, Josh. But believe me, from the inside, we're falling apart. We have been, and you know, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, and the people yeah. don't know it's horrible what we're seeing. And most of us in our wildest nightmares, if you would have asked any of us a year ago, you think one year from now we would have seen something like this, no one would have believed it, right? Yeah. But here we are. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, and I've been I've been trying to encourage um, our people, you know. Uh, this, this there's, there's never an excuse not to stand for righteousness, not to make your voice heard, but what an opportunity for the church that when, when the security of the world is, is crumbling, you know, we get really tested. (laughs) We get, where's our trust? Where's our hope? Where's our home? What is our calling? What is our mission? And, uh, we, we have a serious opportunity to rise to the occasion of the gospel. Um, I think of, of looking to. Uh, reach reach people who are going to be faltering and lost, and, and realize the darkness is going to go that way the light's going to go that way there's going to be a division here of those things but it's a great opportunity for the church i think
1: yeah it is if we realize it, that you took the words out of my mouth paul says we're citizens of heaven you know this we're strangers and pilgrims according to peter This world's not our home. We have to see ourselves in the context. We live in America. We're thankful for the country we have, but we have a greater calling to be salt and light to the entire world and to preach the gospel. And Josh, if there was ever an opportunity for a message of hope to be given, it's right now. Because let me tell you, people are worried everywhere. They're in darkness. And thank God we have the light, the message of Christ.
0: Yeah. Well, in in light of all that, uh, I know this is kind of a a hot topic debate among among many in the church. In fact, it's it's really sad to me that that this has been such a dividing point um, in the church. On the other side of that, it's revealing where a lot of people are at. Uh, but okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say the word. We got we we've got these increasing uh, measures on vaccines that are becoming seemingly becoming more and more less about a vaccine or a disease as much as they are about about manipulation and control and deceit and I think that the debate goes let's let's just move beyond is the vaccine safe and effective I know there's a lot of scientific things on both sides of that debate, but what about the forcefulness and the manipulation uh, and the subjugate subjugation that's going that's that's being forced by the authorities all over this world, not just here. All over this world, that a lot of us are looking at, going, "Boy, we, I never saw this coming." Maybe I wasn't looking close enough to what was really going on behind the scenes. But but our friends are losing their jobs. Our our parents are losing their jobs. People are 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 being segre- segregated and judged based on these personal decisions about their bodies. Uh, I personally see a. a a scene building here for something that the Bible talks about there in Revelation 13 in regards to uh, what's coming, but what are your thoughts on it all?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. It's it, The virus is the first step in the lockdown, but it's more than that. Right now, we've got people saying, I did a story about a week ago uh, where there was one leader that said, well, now that the virus kind of maybe is waning somewhat, we're going to have to use climate change now to continue the control, because we don't want to lose the control control that we now have, so we're going to use that and we don't wanna give up that. And so uh, they're actually putting the two together. Believe it or not, there are people that have argued that the virus is a result of climate change. I mean, you can believe that kind of, <laughs> but yeah, this is exactly what's happening because we, we see a world, Josh, Revelation 13, Daniel chapter two, where you've got iron mixed with clay, Daniel two, where basically mm-hmm. the leadership wants one thing, the people want other, this 10 nation confederation will not adhere. It's, it doesn't make sense because the people want something else, But the leaders who get their way, you know, want this globalistic world. And that's exactly what we see. And it's putting people in such a, you know, a difficult, difficult, difficult situation where they get the jab or not or what to do. Uh, I can't tell you. And I know you know the same thing. So many people here. We have a situation here in Southern California. One of our good friends was a teacher at a uh, city college. She's about to lose her job after teaching constitutional law for 25 years, even though she teaches online. And uh, she, unless she gets the jab, you know, and she's not only had the, the virus, she's also got heart issues where, you know, of taking that would be problematic. They don't care. They, and so it, it almost seems like, you know, they're trying to get rid, rid of anybody that would have any any kind of desire not to follow, you know, to, not to be a sheep and bow down to Nebuchadnezzar statue, as it yeah. were. So that's what we're seeing. And we're seeing across the board. You know, people come up and ask me for prayer. What do I do? I'm a teacher in school. If I don't get the jab by such and such a date, I'm going to lose my job. And mm-hmm. I just tell them, you got to pray. You got to ask God to show you because yeah. there's not one size that fits all, you know, not sure. one answer. But it's a horrible, horrible place to be put in, and that's exactly what they're doing. But they're using this as a stepping stone, just to keep, uh, complete the control that's there, and it's uh, it is literally mind-boggling. Now, what's interesting when I did the, the his channel program last year, we talked about things like this were going to happen uh, for months if you know what if the left took over because they were promising things like this, and you know it's the rapid rate we're seeing it, and it's like a. Uh, you know, like wake me up from this nightmare. Is this really happening? (laughs) What's happening? And, and, you know, it's going to get worse, but we know how, we know how the movie ends. We know we win in the end, but in the meantime, Josh, it ain't fun at all. It ain't fun in the least.
0: Yeah, I know it. It's uh, seen some, some medical professionals here who were literally uh, the ones caring for the, for, for, for dying patients now being fired from their job. Um, People who have have, who have clearly natural immunity to this disease from, from having it. And, and uh, so much science and, and medical um, knowledge is being thrown out the door uh, to try to gra- grasp onto this control that you've mentioned. And it's it's just, it's really sad. Um, yeah, if I can interrupt
1: on this for a second, yeah, if I may, to, please. to uh, piggyback on that. Yeah, I, I caught the Chinese Communist Party Coronavirus December 2nd of last year. I was out for 50 days. I If it weren't for my wife taking me to the ER the second time, I wouldn't be here. I almost lost my life. So I'm very aware of what it can do to a human being. But I also know because of that, I have antibodies. I have four friends. Two doctors, one an immunologist, one who has a fabulous, fabulous, you know, a practice, uh, a nurse who used to work at Loma Linda Hospital in Southern California, another RN nurse. I asked each of them should I get the jab? They said, no, you've got immunity. You've got the antibodies. Don't you dare do it. And they all said that, you know, and, and, and so uh, that's kind of my argument why I don't get it, simply because I don't need it. Uh, I think God's protected me and, you know, as sick as I was, I literally, I couldn't, you know, for 50 days, I could barely move yeah. uh, since February. I haven't had a sick day yet afterwards. Awesome. So I'm feeling yeah. great. But yeah, yeah and well, so I'm, I'm, to I'm hear with that. you. I didn't mean to interrupt that, but I wanted to put that point in that, yeah, it, I, I agree with these doctors. I agree with people. I, I feel terrible. They, they leave their job. I've got, bless blessed because of this. But well, this is happening across the board. The half of Chicago's police department is doing this. And so yeah. we're seeing. We had yeah. a day yesterday in California where people took their kids out of school. Teachers didn't show up. So we'll see how big that movement gets. But Josh, you're absolutely right. It's a terrible position people have been put in.
0: Yeah, I heard that. I think I just read this morning that Southwest has decided not to uh, implement these these mandates on their workers. I don't know where that's going to go or what the end outcome it's going to be, but I think I think some voices are being heard. Um, I feel like some of the some of the limited protections that we're still enjoying from from our democracy, our constitutional republic, uh, these religious vac- uh, exemptions that that are still on in some in some cases able to to be effective but I just read an op-ed in, in the LA times where, I mean, they're saying we got to get rid of these religious exemptions as soon as possible, these loopholes. And I mean, do you, I think it's a matter of, I kind of think it's a matter of time before they find their way around our constitutional protections to, to get this done, but I guess we'll see. <laughs>
1: yes, we'll see. Well, they're already doing it actually too. Uh, and that's kind of the argument that uh, don't we have a right, what happened to my body, my life, my right to decide. That's what we heard all these years and the, you know, from the, the, uh, pro abortion people it's my body my life my right to decide Well, now it is and at all we don't have any right to decide whether we you know put some jab into us that may or may not be efficacious for us and yeah. again control 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 is the is the operative word of the day
0: yeah yeah well i am um, I'm, I'm interested in in kind of moving from this this topic to how it really is affecting the church um, as a pastor i've 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 had a, some dr- jaw dropping moments where I'm looking at these professing evangelical, um, even even mainline, some mainline Protestant movements, that it seems like every every secular idea, philosophy that comes out in, in politics or in so, the social justice movement, uh, or if we want to, want to call it like a woke ideology, um, every time something comes out, it's like the first thing that happens at the church, from the leadership, from the pastors, from the most influential voices, on it, it's it's almost like a parodying, uh, a mimicking of these secular issues, and now they become the mantra of the church. And uh, I'm 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 concerned to a degree that what what's happened to our our anchor? Uh, didn't Paul tell us I I, I uh, that you wouldn't be moved away from the simplicity that is in Christ and and so easily deceived. What on earth is going on within the so-called church where the ideologies and the the, the language that's coming out is just basically in support of secularist, atheistic uh, worldviews?
1: Yeah, that is one of the big problems, the big issues right now. I have a radio program I do once a week with James Cadiz called Countdown the Number Two Eternity. And we talk about this all the time. Some of the biggest enemies we have now are the woke pastors who, like you said, they sound no different than uh, Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Fauci, and and other people that are, you know, that are out there and it's the whole mantra of the left you know it's the progressive mantra uh you need a vaccine pass to go to church you can't go in unless you've you've got the jab um it's it's just all this leftist progressive so-called progressive ideology and it's so sad and what's really sad is when we try and bring up the gospel bring up what the scriptures say about the necessity of getting together they're the most unreasonable illogical and say some of the rudest things to us and it's like um don't remember our mandate we're supposed to preach the gospel to the entire world <laughs> yeah. people need to see each other face to face they need yeah. to get together they need to have personal contact you know i spoke in 2020 i, I lost count over 30 times to just a camera at various churches because no one was meeting there few churches were but uh, you know and then we started meeting again which is great but so many are still closed or having these you know uh rules that it's again it's the world's world system yeah. and that's probably the most bothersome thing of all josh seeing that sort of thing instead of the pastor standing up and using this as a time to proclaim the gospel and proclaim the message of christ i mean their words are no different than what we see on the new york times la times or washington post or washington dc same type of nonsense
0: yeah yeah the when when we're taking truly biblical moral issues and Ignoring them and then taking uh, taking secularist issues and making them the biggest the biggest talking points. I'm I'm, I'm always concerned about what I'm seeing out there. Um, uh, I think I think wokeism basically presents a, a, an alternate worldview, basically an alternate gospel, right? It, it presents a different problem. It presents a different solution than the gospel. It presents it, it emphasizes uh, division and segregation rather than unity in Christ. And, um, it blows my mind to see, uh, so many being so easily deceived by those things, but that, I guess that's, that's why it's so important for, and if they, and if there's any pastors that might see this, you know, uh, now is the time to be, um, to be courageously, uh, grounded and rooted in the word of God and in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now is the time to speak the truth in love and hold fast to what you have been taught as as Paul encouraged uh, in the, in the Lord. Um, But as we, as we just look at these things, you know, uh, I, I think this brings up a topic where um, I got this actually two questions from two separate people last in the last couple of weeks via email, uh, looking at all that's going on in our world uh, they want to know what, what has been a common question in, if, for, gosh, for, for thousands of years, probably. Uh, what about God's sovereignty in all this? I want to sh- switch topics a little bit. You know, I got the question, well, if God knew what all this stuff was going to be happening, and if, if God understood you know, uh, on, the, on the other end of the timeline that humanity would go south and that we would uh, all enter into sin and that, that we would end up in eternal judgment— uh, these these people are, have this legitimate uh, question in their minds. Why did God do it in the first place, Don? <laughs> well, Why did God make everything? Why did he create all this? If he knew it was all going to turn out bad, um, why would he even go through the trouble of of creating all this in the first place? Um, I know that's a bit shift of topic, but uh, these, right. these people really want to know. What do you think about this? No, it's a great
1: question. And the answer is uh, that's above my pay grade. I'm you know, God... <laughs> As high as the heavens are above the earth, are his thoughts and our thoughts and his ways and our ways. Uh, Deuteronomy, that's Isaiah 55, 8, and 9. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord. Romans eleven thirty-three. His ways are past finding out. God and his great wisdom decided to do this all right we and here's the thing it's kind of like a buddhist proverb it said if you got an arrow shot in your back you're more worried about getting the arrow out than finding out where it came from right <laughs> we're in this predicament josh we're in i mean come on we're here yeah. as to why well we can we can speculate on that but the problem is we are here and then we serve a very loving and good god and but here's the message he's provided a way out God the Son took upon himself the penalty of the sins of the world on Calvary's cross. Second Corinthians 5 tells us that. He who knew no sin became a sin offering on our behalf so we could be made the righteousness of God. He didn't have to do that. Uh, he could have destroyed everything, but he did this for us, so we serve a very loving and caring God, so we need to look at that side of the question, I always believe, rather, well, you know, I have the suffering, the pain, and this, yeah, but also, there's the blessing that he's offering, also, the knowledge of Christ, and as you know, since you've been a Christian, same with me, it's like, I I now know who I am, I know why I'm here, I now know what's going to happen to me when I die, and I've got a peace during, even this very difficult time, and so, Now I would answer the question is say, look, you know, we are here. Uh, we are, you know, this is the world we live in. We have to do something about it. Now, someday first Corinthians 13 says, we will know, even as we are known we'll know a lot more we do now, maybe we'll have a better understanding, but right now we take it by faith that our God is a good God. He understands us. He cannot lie. And I, I just kind of leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a great, a great answer. And, uh, I know that I know for one, uh, as I sit today, I am incredibly grateful, you know, to to know that I I'm going to enjoy a relationship with my Creator in perfect fellowship with Him apart from sin for the rest of eternity, um, and uh, to the praise of His glorious grace. Right? I mean, I'm just I'm just blown away and amazed by that every day. It, it keeps me going as it should, for all of us. Um, well, as we as we kind of as we kind of come to a, a close here, I'd like to hear your your thoughts on. What are some of the most compelling, interesting things you're you're currently seeing in in world events or the news? Uh, maybe something that's even popped up recently that has you, has you uh, thinking more towards uh, a prophecy and more towards the, how things are coming together in these last days.
1: Well, it's sort of how everything's happened so fast, which we talked about earlier, Josh, is now the stage is so much set where you really can't make this stuff up, where you've got this. <laughs> uh on its basically on its own, the United States turning its back on Israel, not being a superpower, not being there in the Middle East. You've got Russia coming to the forefront, Iran, you know, not afraid now to develop a nuclear weapon. Then you've got the gutless people in Europe that, that are afraid of the Iranians who are trying to find some type of response to this. You've got the digital currency. You've got so many things going on right now. They're setting the stage for the time of the end, the great reset there amongst the uh, the Europeans of trying to get a, you know, one world government, a globalist government, denying, again, uh, what the Lord told Abraham, there's a, there's a certain promised land that you and your descendants have borders of. And the globalists say, no, we wanna live in a borderless world. But again, this is exactly what the scripture predicted. So one of the things we have to understand is none of this should catch us by surprise. God told us all these things ahead of time, and so we didn't like, we don't like to see them, but it's kind of like a hurricane, you know, you know what's coming, but you can prepare for it, it's not like an earthquake happens without any preparation, or a tornado, very little preparation, you got it, we got, we can prepare for it by preaching the gospel, by realizing times are tough, but the good news is, we win in the end, and that's the message, that's why we're positive, so my verse is always Philippians 4, 6, and 7, worry about nothing pray about everything and the peace of God that passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. That's the message.
0: That is the message. And I think that is a great scripture to end on and leave on as we as we uh, end this time together and as our as our audience hears that i just want to don and i whoever's watching this we just want to encourage you guys continue on in the lord uh be steadfast be strong and courageous do not be afraid uh the lord is at work and uh, don i want to thank you again for taking the time to join me today uh we are blessed and continue on brother we're, we're praying for you and your ministry and uh and we love you thanks again
1: thank you Thanks for having me, Josh.